Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm Brennan Ath, HW Plus Managing Editor here at HousingWire, once again with the latest installment of the HousingWire Daily Podcast, where our editors and reporters discuss the most compelling stories and sources that they're covering. Once again, I'm stepping in for our Editor-in-Chief, Sarah Wheeler, as she's still out on PTO. And today, my guest is Tracy Velt. She's the Editorial Director for Real Trends, and she's joining us to talk about some of the most recent stories that they've been covering and what's going on in their newsroom. But before we dive in, Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Now more than ever, it's important to partner with a subservicer who is compliant. TMS operates under a culture of compliance, one that follows all investor and regulatory guidelines 24-7, 365. They not only put the customer first, they do what is right. It's a way of doing business that has earned special praise from Fannie Mae, Ginnie Mae, and many state regulators. Partner with a subservicer who makes compliance a priority. Go to subservicing.themoneysource.com. Tracy, welcome to the podcast. It's nice to be interviewing you this time. I know last week you were interviewing me. I know. I, I feel like I'm doing this all the time now, so this is exciting. It's a great way to kick off the week. Well, to jump right in, I know last week you were interviewing me on the magazine, but you also have a lot of things going on in the news space, in the real estate industry. So I wanted to start off with some of, somewhat of a broad level question, which is, can you talk about some of the latest trends that you've been closely watching? We just started you know, the new year, 2022. You've been having a lot of interviews with sources and experts from your Real Trending podcast interviews to even just normal you know, interviews on what's happening in the space. Can you talk to us about some of those high-level trends that you're watching? Sure. Um, one of the things I recently did was serve as a moderator slash interview E for the um, Lux SF, that's Lux San Francisco group, and talking to agents and brokers about some of the latest trends in the industry. And we talked a lot about um, artificial intelligence and machine learning as it relates to agents' databases and pinpointing the people most likely to sell, but it, it, it does so much more than that, um, it, you know, to sell, buy, but it can also keep that entire, all of that information about their hobbies, their interests um, to help you really pinpoint the right house for them as well. And that's a big trend that is happening right now. And it's, it's I think that's going to really have a deep dive. We're going to have to have a deep dive into what that means and um, how that can be used. There, there have been products that have been around for a while that that help with this, but I think they're they're evolving as well. So that's one thing. Um, another is really brokerage consolidation, and um, you know there have been there right now is a great time for brokers to sell and brokers to buy. So we've got some private equity groups um, currently purchasing brokerage companies and. That's an interesting new model that we've seen over the last several years where they're either buying a percentage of the brokerage and keeping the leaders on to run the brokerage while they provide the funding to expand, or they're purchasing 
100% of the brokerage, but keeping the brand name so that they're able to purchase different models. In the real estate brokerage industry, if you have, let's say, a 100% commission model where your agents will pay a transaction fee or a desk fee, um, and you want to merge with a different model, um, you know, say, a, I don't know, a discount broker or something that's not really realistic, but it, it's not really doable. This provides these private equity companies to purchase uh, several different business models and run these, um, these brokerages under their individual brands and names. And I think that's, a, that's definitely a new trend I'm seeing. The last one is is I've been following the story of Zillow's earnings and their um, their the demise of Zillow Offers, which is their iBuyer program. And I spoke with Errol Samuelson. He's the um, chief industry development officer for Zillow, and he is on a, the Real Trending podcast talking about some of the plans that they have. He he answered the question about what happened with their iBuying program and what's next for the firm. Um, and I think it, it's really interesting there. They say that they want to solve the boring but impactful problems in a real estate transaction. Unfortunately, we didn't. He, he didn't really have a lot of detail to give me about what that means, but they're putting together a a new housing, you know, super app. Um and from what I understand, it's similar to maybe a WeChat or that type of app that will allow consumers to search for properties and continue through the transaction through the app. So uh, look for some interesting developments on that front. Now, I don't want to go into too much detail about our Housing Wire Tech 100 Awards, but we recently were going through those rankings, and Tracy joined our kind of selection voting committee process this year. And one of the things that we discussed a lot during that process was this idea of innovation and disruption in the real estate space. So listening to you now talk about those three trends, it's interesting to note those, knowing that we were just discussing all this innovation in the space and a lot of those things you just listed go right back to the um, creating new new ideas, solving a new experience, or creating um, I don't know a new a new system for buyers and shoppers. Yeah, that that's really happening a lot. There's a lot of I guess you'd call them disruptors. I interviewed the um, COO of Tory Homes, and they're in several different markets right now, but they're building an end to end platform as well, that they're, they're a brokerage, unlike Zillow, um, which is more of an advertising marketing company. But Tory Homes is, is doing the same thing. And, and it seems to me that everyone I interview, um, brokerage companies or tech companies, are, are looking to develop this one-stop shopping experience for consumers. So it'll be, uh, a, a, you know, how they do that is, uh, is still in the works. Let's dive into that brokerage growth. Sam, a lot of your recent coverage has either been on, you know, maybe it's acquisitions of one coming to another, maybe it's them expanding into a new market, a new city, a new state for their growth. We are about, you know, almost a month and a half into the new year. How is 2022 shaped up when it comes to brokerage growth, um, expansion plans, and that type of thing? 
You know, there, I mean, a lot of different brokerage companies are expanding, especially the virtual um, brokerages like Fathom and, and the real brokerage and, and EXP, and they're moving into new markets. Um, but what we're really seeing is that, um, you know, growth, they're taking a different tack toward growth as well. And that is with agent productivity. So a lot of brokerage owners are focusing on agent productivity to boost that agent productivity um, in addition to growing organically through recruiting and growing through M&A, you know, mergers and acquisitions. But the agent productivity part has been a missing link um, for a long time in that, you know, there are different models that that productivity doesn't mean anything. It's it's how many agents they have based on on the model. Um, but a lot of the ones that that are not a transaction fee or a, a low fee brokerage are really focusing on boosting that per agent productivity through different coaching programs and um, relationship programs through better. It's kind of that AI and machine learning as well. Uh, so that's what we're seeing as far as growth right now. And I know you mentioned recently, I was looking at uh, your broker source newsletter talking about the training and the coaching um, to the trends that you noticed in one of your recent surveys that you guys kind of pull saw audience members for. And training, coaching was one key area that you were watching. Am I right on that? Absolutely. Uh, I think that a lot of um, brokerages are bringing training and coaching in-house We've got record numbers of realtors out there right now and and members of the National Association of Realtors, and um, they're not all going to succeed. So a lot of brokerages are are really ramping up their their training, their coaching. Now they're bringing in outside coaches or developing in-house programs. They're doing video training programs. you know, to really get those new agents and new to the business agents up and running um, quickly and productively. And speaking, so taking that one step further, you know, Real Trends has its rankings list. So you were just talking about all the training that they're doing in order to be competitive, become the top, you know, brokerage, become the top team. You guys are actively kind of in the thick of it right now when it comes to the rankings. And while I know a lot of people might be familiar with the the rankings, can you, one, just to start off, touch a little bit on, you know, the history and the background and the importance of the rankings just to set the foundation for it? Sure. So right now we are accepting submissions for both the Real Trends 500 brokerage rankings. Um, those are the, the top brokerages in the country and the nation's best brokerage companies, which is the second tier after the 500. We're accepting applications for those right now. Those will be live in March. Then we're also uh, accepting submissions for the agent rankings, um, which is the Real Trends 1000. And then uh, the Real Trends America's Best. And America's Best is, again, the, the next level of producers. And both have minimum um, requirements. And we don't have any results at this point since we're still collecting that data. It's based on 2021 data. Our 2022 rankings are based on 2021 data. And it'll really be interesting with the low inventory, um, what happens with the transaction side counts versus the sales volume, like high prices, um, which will mean 
higher sales volume, low inventory, which may mean lower transaction sides, um, and how that how that impacts the the rankings, and especially with the brokerage rankings, and and um, who's on top this year. So we do third party verify these um, through either tax records or accountants or other um, other ways. So all of we're, we've, we're known as the trusted source for the rankings in the industry. And that is why, because we do um, take our time to really third party uh, verify all of those numbers. And something we're seeing a lot, or we've seen in the numbers for, for the mortgage side, which is also true for the real estate industry, you mentioned that these are the, the numbers for 2021. In the past couple of years, the, the past few years have set record-breaking origination volume, record-breaking sales, on top of what you just mentioned, kind of this extremely low inventory that we've been seeing. Are there any things that you would maybe highlight or point out from the, so the rankings last year would have spotted the 2020 uh, rankings. What were some of the trends then that maybe stood out to you that maybe you guys are going to stay tuned for as um, the rankings develop this year or things that that stuck out knowing that these past you know two to three years have been quite different in this booming real estate market? Yeah. Well, last year we had record number of um, market share growth with the top brokers. And um, generally, we don't. I don't remember the exact percentage, but generally, we don't have as high a percentage of market share growth as we did with this last um, the last rankings report. Um, and interestingly, it, even still, of those top five hundred brokers, uh, they still only have thirty eight percent of the market share um, in the country. So there's a lot of uh, a lot to be to be had still. So this idea that um, there isn't enough room for all different types of models of brokerages or sizes of brokerages is is incorrect. I think that um, really a lot of the boutique brokerages can be very successful getting, you know, capturing the market in their specific area. So I think those are the two most interesting things that I've seen in the last one. And I'll be curious to see if we again have double digit market share growth um, with the 2022 rankings. And you can fact check me now on whether or not the statement and words I'm using is correct. But I'm pretty sure last year too, because we, we showcased some of these rankings in Housing Wire magazine, which I get the pleasure of kind of editing and putting together. In that, I know you guys have a list of the top um the top list of people when it comes to, I think, sales and, and volumes, and I'll, I'll let you kind of correct me there. Mm-hmm. But I think you guys had the most people added to that list as well, just because of how busy the market was when it comes to, I think, like game changers or the people who really just, there was so much more volume that this list grew unlike any other year. Yes, it did. Those, those are the agent rankings. Um, the agent rankings, agent and team rankings definitely grew. Um, there were there were a lot more uh, agents and teams who qualified. We do have a minimum threshold for qualification. And because of the booming market, we had record numbers of, of agents and teams that qualified. And uh, I'll be curious to see if that rolls on through the next um, rankings. That will be interesting to see. 
I appreciate the immediate fact check there. I know you guys are pumping out so information, and that's one thing that I know from my side really just stood out to me. What can people, you know, we, we kind of set the the pace of what these rankings are. When should people stay tuned for this information this year? So we are releasing the brokerage rankings in March, and we'll be doing a lot of different, we'll be crunching the numbers on a lot of different um you know, analytics that we that we come through with the rankings. So we'll if so look for a lot of articles that really focus on what the data says and how it impacts your individual brokerage and the industry in general. We'll also be doing some profiles of the leading brokers and the leading agents and teams on the Real Trends website to highlight how they're growing, what they're doing um, to grow. And, um, you know, if they've got some interesting marketing or technology stories to tell. And then we also have Game Changers. And Game Changers is a sub kind of a subsection of the Real Trends 500. These are the brokerages who grew the most by transaction side percentage over the past five years. So we take five years of rankings numbers. And then we talk to them about how they've grown. Everybody assumes that that it's probably been through mergers and acquisitions, but you'll be surprised to see the different um, growth tactics that each of those brokers have taken. And, and we named the top one in each of the different um, national brands and some of the independents and members of the leading real estate companies of the world. So we usually have about 15 game changers and we talk about their story and give really great strategies on how you can maybe implement some of their um, top strategies into your own your own business. I'll highlight too what's been great from the research and data side is a lot once you Real Trends has these lists and the rankings throughout the year and even beyond that, you guys mine that data and find, you know, you mentioned, I think previously in this interview, you know, the team profitability study. We also talk about the compensation study. And this information is then used to really kind of get more insights on what's going on in the industry. Yes, we we constantly do that. So, um, you know, we have some brokerage benchmarking data to look at the uh, gross commission income uh, and how how that's been impacted year to year. Um, we, we look at company growth. We, we're looking at pro agent productivity. Who are the who are the brokers who have the highest agent productivity based on the number of agents they have and then their their sales that they do. So we we break it down and we're hoping to even break it down further this year with some new and um, exciting reports. I'm excited to stay tuned for those. And speaking of things coming up next, you know, we are in the middle of earnings seasons. You guys are working on the rankings right now. You've also been watching a lot of tech and, and innovation trends. What can we look forward to you next or maybe coming from the Real Trends team um, coming up? Yeah, I mean, we've got some some um, top-notch a real estate reporters and Brooklyn Hahn and Matthew Blake, who are really digging deep into the different companies out there and the and the drama of uh, <laughs> of uh, the corporations. So look for you know some updates on what's going on between uh, EXP and Keller Williams and their their clash over a corporate executive who wants to join. EXP and was a longtime uh, CEO for Keller, but has been out of the business for the past five years. 
Um, we'll also have some updates on what the new Zillow super app is going to be. We've got Realogy earnings coming up. Um, we, we have a, a really great deep dive into Redfin's salaried agent model that was recently went live and will be on the Real Trends site this week. So we've got some great stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, that Redfin piece that you just mentioned is one that uh, I think is going to be very interesting to our readers, and I'm sure we'll expand more here on the podcast later this week. But you can say that there's no shortage of interesting. No one can say that the real estate industry is not exciting. There's not a lot of juicy details to be unpacked from our newsroom and even from your coverage, Tracy. So as always, it's always a pleasure chatting with you and seeing what's going on in the space. Well, thanks for having me. Looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. With your HW Plus Membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwire.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment and make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.